Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something shaked. I wasn't expecting that either. Ah, uh, sorry. It's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. Because I'm the hurt child. Became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. It's funny. I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She, like, hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> uh -huh. It wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. Great, great sessions lately, the ones I've heard. Thank you. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Like, it's just, like, just hearing people get more and more vibing with their parts. So awesome. Yeah. It really should be should be happy about that. I am happy. I mean, you don't have to be happy, but you you have every right to be. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about it. Good. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I think it's so good. And um yeah, it's just like it has all these plot lines, like following everyone um, doing doing this work, you know? And like yeah. in the meantime, this master plot line, plot arc of you developing your own way of doing it, you know? Yes. yes. And and uh, feeling yourself get better at it. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's do people in your regular life know about this project sure but i don't really have friends or family much to speak of <laughs> oh no well you do now yeah yeah <laughs> this is my social life <laughs> and you've been like to trying to date uh no i've been trying not to date <laughs> but you but like the because the last time you went out you just grilled someone about her ex house um yeah <laughs> pretty much Pretty much. Um, how, you've been so you've been avoiding. You've just been hanging out inside where it's safe, away from people, with their evil yeah. ways. 
I live that's... I live out in the country, and so it's just like that. I, I work for myself, and I don't really actually have to work much at all. So it, to do anything would be a 30-minute drive or 25, and um, yeah. Are you, and what's your closest city? Charleston, Columbia? Yeah, Charleston. Charleston? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got friends there. I can introduce you. Okay. <laughs> really? Are you sure. like, oh, that would be super cool. One of them. Well, let's figure out how to do that. Okay. Because I like people to have friends. Yeah. Yeah. Have you- Community. Community's good. Have you had periods where you have friends? Um, I was an alcoholic for so long. So all my friends were drinking buddies. Drinking. Oh, yeah. And, and then I've also, and then it was that. And then there was just uh, lots and lots of dating girlfriends. Um, Until you messed up your whole scene. No, I just decided to stop both of those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, we have a lot in common, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing about people going, like, this colleague of mine hasn't dated for seven years because he wants to um, get more wisdom first. Mm. And it's sort of cool, sort of this practice. Um, yeah. Did know. you, what was your alcoholism like and what was your, what's your sobriety like? My alcoholism was, um, drinking every day. Um, yeah, I could usually wait till noon or so, but I would drink pretty much all the time. Um, I didn't, I didn't like getting a blackout drunk or doing too much crazy shit, but I did plenty of crazy shit. And, um, you know, I was in a rock and roll band and I had a motorcycle and just plenty of, plenty of opportunities for trouble. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, we just drink all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just like constant, right. Constant impairment. Yeah. Yeah, except you know, I'm I'm still an intelligent person that can make money and like so very functional and and again like I didn't want right. to get blackout drunk. I just preferred beer over anything else. So I just would drink beer all day. Uh, and yeah, then I just decided to stop that. And that you, was maybe you... six years six years ago, maybe. Oh, nice. Did you? Um do that with the help of IFS or AA or something else? No. I'd already been, I'd been exposed to IFS. And so I'd already played with it a little bit. And I, um, I think it was working in the background. In fact, I remember a dream I had, which was very IFSy that was right around when I decided to quit. Um, but, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't have any, assistance or buddies in that that journey yeah um well now you have a sober buddy in me yay 
um, my anniversary is coming up. In fact, um, uh-huh. how about when? What's the, what date did you get over? I don't remember. I'm bad at dates. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could okay. be off by a couple of years. Even it's it's maybe six or eight or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like you're just like I'm bad at dates, like just like I don't know. Your use of like apps and your your like ADHD commitments. Yeah, really it's an ADHD thing. It, they call it time blindness. It's an ADHD thing. Yeah, notoriously bad with times and dates. Um, I kind of have that like clocks, calendars, compasses. I mm-hmm. get lost really easily and don't know what time it is and like i'm late a lot and also and you're a risk taker and they called you aggressive when you were young and <laughs> yeah you, true that yeah mm-hmm. is that all go with adhd of course hate being trapped yeah hate being bored hate being bored although the internet is nice for that <laughs> right yeah yeah Yeah. Did I tell you the aggressive thing? Yeah, I must have. Oh, and that part that we met last time. Yeah. I'm sure is a big part of you. It said what it wants more than anything is to not have any rules, not have any laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rules, laws, bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like. How do you respond to stimulants? Oh, um, I, uh, I mean, I love, like, if I were just in the happiest times of my life, but before I got sober, I guess, maybe of all time, are still Coke. Like, I'm just a Coke person. But but Adderall, Adderall was, um, Adderall was okay. Like, here's my problem with, with amphetamines, is that they... First, I lose my desire to sleep. Then I lose my desire to eat. Then I lose my, and then I'm like flying, like, oh, I have no physical needs. And then really quickly, I lose my desire to live. Hmm. Like no appetite. What about coffee and nicotine? Coffee all the time. I haven't smoked in a long time because I started taking Wellbutrin for depression. Uh-huh. Around the time I was also a off-label, off-label for ADHD. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, but and then it was approved first as Zyban for to quit smoking, but I didn't know that yet, so I just like slowly quit smoking, and I thought it was just me. Um, I liked smoking. I love coffee. Um, not so big on amphetamines. Um, I mean, I become like full tilt and focused and everything, but I, uh, but I also get a kind of a death wish like this really hollow feeling i don't mm-hmm. like lots of people like losing their appetite you know mm-hmm. but i don't it makes me feel like i'm grieving all right got any parts you'd like to get to know better or change your relationship with i do um I think I've referred to before a, a time in 2011 where I think I just like had a classic 
moment of, of like, I don't know if people still call it splitting, but like where I just saw two or three paths or like sort of two or three parts that I could blend with. And I'm pretty sure I shoved one in the closet and blended with another one. Um, but it's a little bit unclear because it was such an extreme emotional period. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting a better sense of what that might have looked like. And maybe you can help me figure out that matrix. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where should we start? Um, well, in, in that period, so I know I've, I've said before, and sometimes I feel like the story part is kind of tedious, but it was just like a very classic betrayal by a friend and, right. um, right. So she like was involved with my husband and then left and then they left and got married and, um, or he left and they got married and then, they ended up with half custody of my very young children. So mm-hmm. it was sort of felt like, and, you know, making matters more confusing, I was taking pills and drinking at the time. So mm-hmm. I just had this confusing thing of I'm walking along married in my life. And then suddenly my ch- new baby is the baby of my friend. It was just right. like this lizard brainy feeling of confusion and like animal howling pain. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was coupled with, I was losing my job at the time and I also had been part of a serious religion with my husband and we, and I, he took that in the marriage, in the divorce view. So <laughs> I sort of left that, but my kids were sort of, sort of still in it and she's the, the new wife is very much in it. Okay. The reason bringing this up is just that I felt very strongly like I had to move on, get a new job, pay for the divorce, um, get sober, uh, figure out, my life without this religion, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and solve these kind of practical problems. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I did my kind of grieving in a very focused way because with two children, I would like set aside time to do it. And there was a lot of, frankly, there, I mean, actually there was a lot of like sort of Buddhism involved, you know, just the usual like reading Kama children and meditation and mindfulness and, you know, it felt urgent that I learned how to sleep without Ambien and that I learned how to walk through the world. And so what felt to me like a very evolved, you know, that like sober choice, which was to forgive her and to some extent forgive my ex-husband and, um, you know, just sort of be saintly. <laughs> You know, just so, right. like so the kids would see this sainted thing and like mm-hmm. it, in a weird way, I just like stopped swearing and obviously stopped drinking and stopped and just decided like just to sort of be a martyr or something. I don't know. That was just mm-hmm. the path I took. And I was just so proud of it for such a long time because you know, people would say, how can you possibly forgive? And I was like, I am sober. And, you know, I went really far and like made amends to them, you know not expecting amends to me and all those things uh, read everything about forgiveness but it was like you know forgiveness when you decide an offense never happened and all of it 
worked kind of until it didn't. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, there was another choice and I'm not sure that would have been a great choice at the time, but there's another choice and it wasn't just crying forever. Your, I didn't hear anything you just said after crying forever. It went out. I can't hear any of those words you're saying. Nope. Nope. Nothing. No words. James? Hey, I I kind of heard my name. It's a little better. Okay, good. I'll just stay where I was. Um... Yeah, so I could have gone, I felt like, feel like in retrospect, I could have gone on a rampage or I could have become paranoid or, um, you know, never dated again or I don't know what. It just seemed like there were all these options. And I chose one very deliberately that I had a lot of other parts. And the prospect of going back there and recovering whatever else is there, whatever parts I exiled in those, in those early moments where I was finding Mm -hmm. out about the, well, there was a particular moment where I was like, you know, finding out that, that my ex-husband lived with my friend, you know, they had just moved in together very quickly and that they were, she was already disciplining the children and like, had just moved into this role, sort of no one had told me. And um, you know, I had to kind of cover it up because the kids, you know, something like my son said, like, oh, we have a cat to someone. And then he said to me, you know, that's Alice's cat. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and then I just had to put a lot together. I mean, even thinking back on it, just think about like my brain working really slowly, like almost like the beginning of the pandemic where you're like, wait, what? Everything's closed? You know, just like you have to catch up a little bit, or at least that's how the pandemic felt to me. And then the, this too, you know, it was like someone would just kept telling me more and more surreal things and I couldn't seem to get on top of them. And I also felt like they imposed a lot of new obligations on me out of nowhere. And so in a moment like that, you know, I just played it like, Oh, that's great. You've got a cat, you know, but like, just felt like I was choking and, dying of humiliation and like my skin felt like it was burning and you know pretty soon after I was inviting Alice to lunch I was doing all these you know all these things to make sure that she felt okay and that everybody felt like we were just a happy family happy family you know and I but I I don't know what I left behind when I was in that blur you know, and uh, what I was also thinking when I started listening to you do IFS is how scared I was at the possibility of giving up my like saint side that had forgiven her. Mm-hmm. And that made me think that it was doing a lot of work, you know, a lot of protective work. Yeah. And, you know, I almost was like, well, I'm not doing IFS since clearly I have to look at that one and I just want to spend my whole life 
not looking at that. Yeah. Um, and so that was a nice clue that I, that I should go, go toward it not away. Yeah. I feel like in one conversation we did look at the saint part or yeah. one close, there was the, there was the Olympian soccer player. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. I mean, right. I think I have brought it. I think I've definitely, I mean, I know I've, I've definitely brought this part up and right. The Olympian soccer player is sort of the part that went into like complete administrative mode and ha- was like a Phoenix from the ashes and was like, how can you possibly do this? And, you know, I just felt like all, you know, kind of almighty. And then she the had same to part, win. she had to win. Exactly. Right. Like win at divorce, when it's betrayal, when it's sobriety, when it, whatever. Um, but, I think right now it's the dynamic between that saint figure and Mm -hmm. possibly another exile. And I'm feeling like that exile might be less kind of bereft and more just like fucking furious, you know, like more like really in this really simple way that I just don't let myself. There was one time that I, destroyed this like work of art that my ex-husband had left that I never really liked. It was like American flag made of feathers. And I just like took a brick to it and a kind of a sledgehammer and then had someone clean it up. Um, And that's by far the most aggressive I've ever been in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think there's way more there and I've never also expressed it toward or about Alice. And I used to think that's because I didn't feel it, but now I increasingly think I'm just not allowed to feel it. Okay. Okay. Good map. Okay. Good. Cause this hasn't, I haven't really been able to like surface this particular part of things. so the saint part. Yeah. That you've felt identified with. Yeah. Yeah. Can you contact it now and ask it for space and see if it will give you some space to meet any of these other parts, maybe this rageful part? Yeah. How, how do you think I should contact it? Okay. Like, um, well, you can start by you start by maybe putting yourself in one of those places where it's running the show. Okay, all right, that's good. Um, so I was recently at a play of my daughter, and Alice was there, and I had the usual choice of sitting next to her or not, and I just it just seems hopeless, like snubbing someone takes a lot of energy and in some ways shows a lot more interest. Okay. So I wanted to, I wanted the path of least resistance. So I decided to sit next to her. There's an open mm-hmm. seat. And, um, and then, you know, ask her like pleasant questions about her life and, you know, show enthusiasm for seeing her. But also I wanted to like hold back a bit because I'm feeling less interested in doing that. Yeah. Um, so the saint is the one that wants to show enthusiasm. Yeah, for sure. 
and be okay. like, of course I'll sit next to you. And like, do you need a more comfortable place? And like, how's your dad doing? Yes. Um, yeah. So that's, so that it's so blended with me. I can't, I, it's really hard right now when I think about yeah. that scene. I yeah. mean, it's not like I'm like slitting my wrists and, you know, whatever for her. Um, it's more just like incredible kindness and, and compa- and like, I guess it feels like compassion. That's what it feels like. Cause she's had a rough road and I mostly just feel this need to like care for her, alleviate her guilt, you know, praise her work. Uh, okay. And getting some distance from that. So, so maybe I could just leave her there kind of catering to Alice. You could, or you can just invite her to notice you and let her know what you're up to. Okay. Okay. Well, the good thing is she's like very gracious. So she's like, oh, sorry, of course I'll step back. Hmm. All right. Okay. Does she, does she recognize you? Yeah. Or are you just another yeah. person that she's that she pleases? <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Um Yeah, she recognizes me. She sort of a little bit knows I have her number, you know, that she's like a little bit like a junior league person or a you know, party hostess. Um Yeah, I think I think she does know that I'm different. I don't know that she can trust that I'm not like a furious misanthrope, you know, who like hates well, that's everyone. What that's what she's afraid of coming yeah. out, right? So that's, right. that's what she's on guard for. Right. So, yeah. so you can let her know that you're not that part but you're going to go meet that part. Right. 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 Maybe I think what myself has that, that she doesn't have that makes us really different is clarity. I've just gotten really into the idea of clarity in self. And I think that that part is helping us draw a distinction because she's like more sees things in a gauzy way. Mm. So I think I can unblend with her that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think she's she's cool to step back. Be like okay. sort of in her gauze. Sort of like old old Instagram filters that were like really pink, mm. you know? Yeah. Great. Yeah, she's she's over there with that. Yeah. Good. Okay. So now you can try to contact that part that had the rage um yes so that's just like a little like red tasmanian devil sweating fire heat miser kind of figure and towards it scared and like it needs to stay in its cage yeah let's talk to the scared part 
Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's welcome. It makes sense to be scared of a part that has that. It's so fiery. Yeah. It, um, oh gosh, I thought it was in good sound, but now there's a lot of ambient noise. Um, so it is... really scared that if that other angry part comes out, it's just violent. Like once things tilt into violence, it just doesn't know. Just all bets are off. Like it can handle right. anything as long as it's like still verbal, emotional, but right. this thing feels like it's got like razor blades on it and sharp edges and might actually start destroying people's bodies. Yeah. And is that the concern that the, that there will be an external violence or is it more concerned about an inner violence? Um, it's like actually concerned that that might, um, that that part might like, go to Alice and like stab her in the face or push her yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. How do you respond to that? Like right now it's starting to make me like a little bit teary. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like the fearful part also needs to protect the outside world from this thing. And that's why That's why it's in the cage, you know. Um, yeah, well, it's also protecting you if you're stabbing people. That would right, right, exactly work out so well for you. That's right. I mean, I'm now remembering. Just, I feel like one of the few times I've been physically violent was like um, punching someone in the stomach in, uh, I think, third or fourth grade so eight or nine um and just just this horrible feeling afterward of like i'm a monster you know and right yeah it's just like any fantasy of physical violence of, and often like get the fuck off me a kind of violence like pushing some it's always like often pushing someone down the stairs or pushing someone just backward mm -hmm. Um, off a cliff or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it just feels like a big threat. Like it would, it would land us in jail or, and all the compassion in the world to all the parts wouldn't help because we'd all be in prison. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it would, it would land you in jail. So yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you, you think go that part, think that part for looking out for that. It doesn't want this rageful part to to overwhelm you, to blend with you, mm -hmm. and to be able to run the show. Yeah. 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 Right, and also in a more manageable way, like it feels like 
in a, in a, or in a less literal way, like less actual violent crime, it, the scared part is worried that the angry part could just like humiliate, humiliate us or something by like being just like some shrieking telenovela person, like just, you know, everyone. Right. It felt it wouldn't at the have time, to get physical to be a problem. Right. It could just like yeah. start screaming like fuck you or something. And then everyone, then like the world would be like, aha, she was screwed over. And now it's even it's embarrassing. You know, she's like a real housewife, mm-hmm. like turning over tables and getting really, I'm going to cut a bitch kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that would be, I'd lose so much face that way. You know, like what are yeah. my chances of like, getting a job I mean now I'm back in 2011 or like dating again or whatever if I'm just like some like bitter divorcee you know so yeah. like that that anger has to keep boxed up because we can't move on we'll either like be in prison for real or metaphorically if 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 it comes out and I think that's that's about the size of what the scared part thinks Yeah. I don't want to dismiss any of that. You know, I don't want to say, oh, just get it to step back because you'll be fine when you negotiate with this part. I don't know that. But you can you can know that. Right. I think if we keep the cage there, like the way that lawyers are allowed to meet with their clients in prison, yeah. I think maybe the self could talk to the angry part through bars you know yeah or like handcuffed or something it's just it's just preventing the actual physical violence seems kind of key for all the parts and then maybe you know who knows maybe maybe he'll be able to flail around later but not immediately but the scared part will the scared part will will step back if, I, if, if like self has a, you know, fills out the paperwork and can get back there to the, to meet with the inmate, mm-hmm. you know, then the guard that is the scared part is like, all right, go on in, right to meet with your counsel. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So how does it feel about all that? Um, it feels good. It feels good. I mean, in, instantly, I always really like the idea of, defense lawyers, like just someone that kind of takes the side of like a really sort of damned figure, you know? And that's what it feels like I would be bringing that kind of energy, you know? Clarity and compassion to... Clarity and compassion without saying, I want to to hang out with this guy at the bar afterwards. Yes, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah keep the handcuffs on for now but but you know i'm everyone needs one friend and i'm your one friend i really like that that's what you can be at all the parts that don't have a friend yeah 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 i love i love the idea like when i've stayed friends with people in my life who've like alienated other people or done bad things. I always wonder why I 
you know, don't cut them off completely. And it just seems important that everyone needs one friend, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I can be, I mean, I have real world friends who are very angry. So I think I could do that. And the scared part can always come back in if it feels like this isn't going well or that this part's going to overwhelm you. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks to the scared part. Yeah. He's kind of a jailer and he's stepping back. pretty crazy how vivid everything is mm-hmm. yeah now can you get back in touch with that red devil spreading <laughs> fire yeah yeah um he's just skin is so hot and he's um sort of little and round and razor bladey just really freaking weird and scary. Um, How does he feel about the opportunity to speak with you, especially given the, given the ground rules? Yeah, he's, he's, he's okay. He's, 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 a, he does not think he has a chance of getting out of handcuffs and shackles. And, you know, I'm sort of his only chance of getting out of here. So he is, he's willing to hear me out, you know? And talk to me a little bit. Yeah. How do you feel towards him? Kind of impressed. Like he's just been like sleeping in this it's really gross little cell and he's um he's just like physically really strong. Like he doesn't there's no bed in here and he's just like sleeps on the floor and um yeah I mean no one messes with him it's really just uh yeah he's just alone and he's he's pretty self-sufficient he's not complaining so I guess I'm a little bit impressed okay anything else any other feelings when you see him Locked up like that. A little bit sad for him, you know? It's like he had these pretty high ambitions and was too aggressive, got in the system. (laughs) And it's also not quite clear what his crime is, you know? Like he yeah. hasn't actually physically hurt anyone yet. Um, and I mean, so he's pretty yeah. much just being imprisoned for his vibe and his anger, which yeah. isn't you, illegal. So you can let him know that you feel, you feel sad for him being imprisoned that way. Yeah. And that you are curious about his ambitions and his, where he is and what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
What does he want to tell you? He just looks a little bit ashamed. Like he's so red and I thought the red was all just like boiling rage, but I think the red is also like some kind of shame. Like, how did I get here? His little feet don't touch the ground on this little bench and he's just looking down and seems like after all the sound and fury, he just is another dude in jail. Hmm. Just let him know you see that, that you see him that way and that you see his shame. Yeah, he's, he's kind of crying a little bit. But he's still pretty hostile. Like, he kind of feels like he was just tricked into crying. Tricked into crying by this process, or? Yeah, like, he... like, being, like he was being concerned, trolled, or something. Like, I see your shame. And then he started crying and then instantly was, I mean, not instantly, but in a second was just like, didn't believe that it was sincere. Is it sincere? I don't, maybe not. Yeah. Um, Check again how you're feeling towards him. He's a dude in jail. I think. There's a little bit of impatience. I think I have a little bit of impatience with angry people and also like just people who honk in traffic or who are like have road rage and stuff. I sort of um, feel angry at them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like irritated and also. Um, like the best I can do is concern troll them and be like, you must be feeling a lot of shame right now to make them like even angrier, mm. you know? Right. Um, so I do think he's legitimately feeling shame. Yeah. And, I, and you but have I'm not parts sure. that are impatient yeah. and you and maybe even, it could even be maybe that saintly kind of part that's, that's concern trolling as you put it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just like, like I'm just caught in, in, in his thing. I'm not, I'm blended with something that's not up with self. I mean, one thing about saying I let him know you see his shame yeah. is maybe different from right now, just sort of seeing his shame, you know, and factoring it in. Like it's a delicate operation to let him know I see his shame without adding to the shame, you know? Yeah. Can you get those other parts, those impatient parts to step back? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. Okay. And I agree that you probably have the better uh, approach. Self has the best approach for <laughs> how to uh, appreciate and witness how he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shame is just part of a part of a big cocktail. Yeah. And some of the things that he's exhibiting are 
stronger. So I want to see those, I mean, are stronger, but also more impressive, I guess. And so I want him to know that I see all his strengths first because his hackles are, are up, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got some strengths. I mean, just this particular kind of physical strength of like, a you know, like the kind of person that could like sleep outside and, you know, find a way to make squirrel traps and eat squirrels and build shelters and kill bears. And like, it just seems like he's just super self-sufficient, super tough. Um, uh, can stand any amount of discomfort. Um, and he likes getting some credit. He's liking getting some credit for that. What else does he want you to know about about himself? Well, interestingly, he just was like, yeah, just because I can survive in here doesn't mean I belong in here. Um, so I need to back off. I want to back off that a little bit and just say, like, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed that he can do the, the hiking and camping and and... <laughs> survivalist stuff what are you backing off of i want to back off a little bit because he's able to find like reasons to be mad at everything i tell him so like when i told him communicated to him that i'm impressed by how strong he is he said like just because i can i can survive in prison doesn't mean i belong here you're just setting me up to stay here um Okay. So he's got an answer for, he's got an answer for a lot of things or like, uh, he's just super paranoid and chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, I don't, no, I don't know he, that he belongs there either. Yeah, I don't, I, I same, okay. same. Let um, him know that, that that's not, and, yeah, that's and he's not, saying you're, you're setting him up, but we could we could assume that that's other parts that have been most interested in keeping him locked up, the scared part, and others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, he is very happy to know that it's possible. I don't think he. I don't think he deserves to be there. Um, I mean, honestly, I just told him I don't think anyone deserves to be where he is especially someone who's committed no crimes so so he's that's relaxing him a lot because he's been has been treated really unjustly how are you being with him now sitting beside him on his little bench great yeah it's kind of like he was hazing me a bit on the on the shame thing and on the other approaches it was really important i mean that was a that was a good catch i like to say that i don't think he deserves to be there some other part of me is is saying like i should have led with that why didn't i lead with that <laughs> like some uh management of people part that wants to do it all right not spook oh, anyone. Yeah. Um, 
but but that guy's that guy's back yeah. too. Self self skid, self's on the bench. Great. You could just ask him more about his experience. His story. He's a little bit partnered with a Olympian. Um, <laughs> like the Olympian is sort of like his friend on the outside who, who kind of arranges the world and occasionally sneaks him stuff, food, <laughs> whatever, and is like, yeah. wants to win. You know, wants to win, um, but dominate. not dominate exactly. Dominate the uh -huh. same way that the angry part does, except that the Olympian, you know, is 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 nonviolent. Mm -hmm. It's just like careerist and scarily ambitious and wants to win gold medals. Um, I don't want to distract from you from you being with this part, but yeah, just while we're on the subject of other parts. Yeah. We once met a part who said she wanted to shoot up a school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a female part. I think. Yeah, I Just, think that's yeah. I think that's pretty close to this angry part. Okay. The angry part, yeah, I think that, that might be the same. Because he's been so disempowered for so long, like that he's come up with all kinds of revenge fantasies, including like, yeah, including like a school shooting, mm -hmm. um, but hasn't been able to act on them. But that's, which is making the fantasies all the stronger. Because at this point, he can't even yell at anyone or, like, curse without getting in trouble. You know, he's just very, very What about with you stuck. in that cell? Can he yell and curse with you? Uh, yeah, uh, that's a good question. God, I mean, he's, he's, he's just really, really trapped and, you know, letting him say like, do these other proxy things for violence, like hit a heavy bag or you know, yell or, or like do some kind of art or something. None of those, all those things seem like sort of slightly pathetic to him. Mm -hmm. And also he just feels like he's been bound up for so long that he, he doesn't even know how to act on it anymore. God, okay, now I'm actually just feeling legit heavy compassion for him. 
you know, he's just like been made way more monstrous by. Yeah, just stay with that. Just let him know how you're seeing him. He's just, he's like, he's like all violence is just, or all anger and violence is impotent unless someone is actually physically hurt. And then it's just a dumb therapy thing. (laughs) Um, So it's another thing that's kind of pissing him off. I didn't understand. What that means? Yeah, all the anger and violence is infinite unless someone is hurt. It's impotent, not infinite. Oh, impotent. You know, like okay. impotent. Got it, got it. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, the way like an angry kid, you might be like, you're so angry, why don't you do finger paints? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So he's so he's had this message, if you will, or this fantasy that's been blocked of hurting people. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it? And what is it that he is hoping yeah. to accomplish for you with that? Just like let the world know that like no one fucks with you, you know. At this yeah. was like a step too far. No one can ever do this again. Um, we're gonna like stand up to this injustice and uh like when people or I didn't hear, you know, your audio. subduing them it's, or forgiving them choppy. in other ways that like nothing. Oh okay. Um, yeah. how's this? Is it any better? It sounds good okay. now. Um, okay. Yeah. He just thinks like all the other approaches, like trying to kill people with kindness or, you know, forgive them or pretend to be above it, go high, whatever. All those things are, um, ineffective and a little bit pathetic because, really someone who crosses you this hard, you know, should um, be hurt, you know? Yeah. And what would happen if, what would happen if they weren't like, what's so bad about when he says he wants no one to fuck with you and, and to stand up for the injustice, what is, what Uh, is the fear behind that? I think that then I think that then people like would see us all as pathetic. Um, And maybe especially in real life, especially like my kids, you know, they'd be like, so, you know, our dad had an affair with your friend and you just forgave her. Like the lesson there is. And that would mean you're pathetic and. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a sort of pathetic mother and a bad model. 
Um, just a, like a doormat, like the kind of like, you know, sometimes when a kid is like abused by their father, they sort of, it's their mother's tolerance that they are madder at or complicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm that complicit mother yeah. or we are that complicit mother. If we, met we, the, we met that mother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, okay. Oh, call it forgiveness. That's great. But <laughs> really it's just complicity. It's like yeah. another mother just being like, forgive your dad. He's tired. He's works really hard. He has a lot of shame or whatever by way of letting him abuse kids or abuse other people. Um, and the angry person is like, it's been, uh, I think it's been 12 years of not doing anything. And it's been the whole kid's childhood of him being locked up. And the kids haven't seen effective anger. Right. And that that pathetic, complicit mother has been blended with you a lot in that time also. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all making sense to you? Yeah, it really is. And there's another part to this to do with the Olympian, which is like the couple good things that the um, that the angry part is kind of giving giving the system props for is like the Olympian hired a great lawyer in the divorce and ended up with like most of the custody and like just ended up with a good a good deal. And, um, you know, it wasn't punitive, but it was, you know, I didn't end up having to pay him child support or alimony, even though I out-earned him. And he, you know, he, he even pays me a little bit. So the lawyer, that lawyer, the, the, the angry guy is really like, you know, you did draw lines and the Olympian kind of did that. Like drew lines, got a great job, married again, has had a great life. And all those things are forms of vengeance, you know, and also provided a model for the kids of a whole different kind of household because got out from under the religious abuse um, and actually did take some aggressive steps, even as they were kind of wrapped in a forgiveness story, you know? Yeah. Like I'm thinking like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, just somehow, I don't even know what that expression is, but like iron fist in a velvet glove or whatever. Um, yeah, and also his communication with the Olympian has been pretty a pretty powerful alliance. Um, but it's like secretive. 
because the saint just like takes off all the oxygen, but, but they have their little deal. Yeah. So yeah, if you didn't have to work in the dark, if it didn't have to be secretive, if you didn't have to worry about people uh, mm. exposing pathetic, complicit mother, what mm. would he rather uh -huh. be doing with his energy? Okay, he just instantly went to, like, lifting weights and, like, CrossFit, stuff like that. Um, like, sort of down in a dungeon of, like, weight strength building. And I've actually tried, like, in my life, not long ago, tried to do strength training and just loathed it as an actual person. But I kind of like that there's, like, this little part of me that does really Craves like it. it. Yeah, yeah, craves it. Like um He's like got that physical energy. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um very I guess like kettlebells and deadlifts and stuff like that. Like I just see him in a dungeon, like working out and you know, throwing refrigerators around or something. Um yeah, that's funny. That's he'd be super psyched to do that. Maybe maybe there's like also some like other other little angry creatures. And that's an energy, it. and that's an energy that you don't feel so in touch with. It's energy. It's like when I've tried to bring it into my actual life, like, oh, maybe I could lift some weights. I just hate it. It's like my cells are like, why am I picking up weight and lift, putting it down again? Uh -huh. um, it just makes no sense. Like, why don't I do real yeah. work in the world? But this yeah. guy is okay with that. Like, he just it likes sense the clang. Right? He's like the clang of the metal. Yeah. All that stuff is feels fun. And he also gets a little social life because there are all these other like weird little angry crossfitters. <laughs> Including some girls. He's psyched. He's never really met girls. Yeah. So, social life. Total social life. James, as and we know, everyone needs social life. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> um, you know, it's good for you. Right? Working out, exercising. What's what's that? It's good for you. Yeah, he wants you to use your body. Sure. Good. Yes. Yes. Also, okay. There's another like perverse part of him that is surprising that I'm just seeing now, which is like he's a little bit maga, uh -huh. <laughs> and so like he has like this streak of terrible politics, but. Mm -hmm. On the upside, he's not, um, he just wants to stay in his little gym and he doesn't really care about politics in the real world. And his MAGA side actually keeps him from doing violence because it's like almost like a video game. Um, imagine like all parts that if you got to know more about his quote politics. Yeah. You probably yeah. wouldn't find them so terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I could have, there's probably another part that would keep me from doing that, but mm -hmm. um, I guess I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised that there's some part of me that embodies that, that MAGA spirit that yeah. the rest of us find so threatening. Right. And he's able to show this all to you. 
when you're in this place with him. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, it's just like this little red mug of, but he, he probably could get out of his shackles and handcuffs if there was enough like metal, like weights to lift and kettlebells to throw around. Um, yeah. And what about, what could self do for him in that regard? Um, you know, just periodically kind of like check on him to be sure. Oh yeah. Be sure he's hydrated. Like one of the, problems i've had with like really lifting heavy weights it's just like dehydration i don't know i feel like he needs like bananas and gatorade and water and stuff so maybe i can um, refill the water cooler make sure he's got enough water shower towel whatever gym people like restrict his access to gab or maybe uh-huh. not Maybe he can just pound away at his, his weird uh And what about the thing that he's so concerned about that that being pathetic? Yeah. People I think the water you. I think the water and the Gatorade and the bananas is the best. To um, help check with... in with him. He doesn't want to cut a lot of conversation, he just wants to be sure his baseline physical needs are met. That, um, that would help him with and he just the feeling plans of to pathetic. hang out in that gym. Can't hear you, can't hear you, can't hear you. Still oh, can't hear you. Okay. Oh, hey. Where did, where did, okay, sorry. Can I um I had I had a yeah. question and I and I was confused about the answer. What would help him with the the idea that the world could see you as pathetic and people would fuck with you? Um Hold on one sec. What could help him with the idea? Say it again. He's concerned that people will push you too far. The world will fuck with you. People might see you as pathetic. Right. What would help what, him with that? Uh, um, you know, it, it, like, I think, you know what? I think it's like, if I, if the world knows that he's there, you know, like, that he's like a side to me, it's like, you know, having, it's like just having this, it's like swap softly and carry a big stick. Like he's the big stick. Right. You know? So that would be one way to to achieve that is let the world know that he's there. Yeah. I'm curious, is there still a part in you that feels pathetic? And would it help him to relax if you were to work with that part?
Okay. Now you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. Um, so wait, say that. Say the final. I think I heard the final question, but say yeah. it again. Is there a part in you that feels pathetic? And if you were to go to that, if so, would working with that mm. part help him relax? Mm -hmm. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 The part that is like a pushover to the kids and is a doormat. I mean, I've done some work on that just in my like behaviorally, but he really is like, yeah, you got that doormat side to kind of buck up. And that would be good. All right. What do you think about that? What do you think about meeting that part sometime and working with him? I really like it. And, and I know some, you know, it's not going to be totally easy because my impulse whenever someone talks to me about boundaries and discipline and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a total doormat in life, but I just, I don't like drawing boundaries and disciplining kids. Um, but. We're, I'm just talking uh, about parts work. And yeah, exactly. every time, every time we've had the idea that we're going to meet a part, there's yeah. always been, well, that's not going to be possible because this part's going to be too, this part <laughs> needs to be locked up forever. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah, how it yeah. always goes. Yeah. And, you're, and you're, now, and currently right. the message is, well, there's this part that does this and we won't be able to help it out because this and that. <laughs> that one. And, right. and also all, all it needs to do is just buck up. And it's like that yeah. none of that is probably accurate. You won't know until you, until you work with that part. Yeah, absolutely. It's normal, it's normal right? To right. have that, but. That yeah. one is right. That's that. Yeah. That's, I think why I said, yes, I want to work that part. And uh -huh. of course my usual caveat that it's completely hopeless in this case right, and right. we'll never get to it. Um, but absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, once again, it's just, it's so amazing. The whole world that presents itself. Like I think one of the other people you talked to has described like this part that wants a Mustang, you know, is it a mm -hmm. Mustang? Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just the specificity is, is what's amazing to me, you know? Um, yeah. And that in this case, like that whole prison and the CrossFit gym and the like hallways to go down and the school shooting plan, all those things are like uh, just so vivid, you know, like I could definitely draw them. And same with the whole school and, you know, that school teacher that's still back there, like working on her weird language yeah. arts program. <laughs> it's just like things I didn't even know I thought about. And um, You what know, like the, I think uh, one... Yeah. Oh, I just think one time I asked like, what are parts? And you said they're pretty much for all intents and purposes, people. And that's mm -hmm. what they look like to me. Right. They just look like people that are not, that are not really me. You know, they're like. Yeah. They're individuals. Yeah. Yeah. How does the uh, jailer feel about your interaction? 
Um, I mean, he's over the moon because he feels like he he's over the moon because he's out and he's just in his gym and he's like meeting girls for the first time who are kind of I'm sorry. Also... I I was asking about the jailer, the scared one. Oh, the jailer, right? Um, yeah, the jailer. Good point. Um. I mean, are you closer to murderous rage now after this conversation? No, definitely not. Um, the jailer... The jailer is pretty e pretty easily defers to self. Um, right. Because right. self is like... To him, self is like the court system. Yeah. So like, you know... He doesn't have to keep someone locked up. Like people are let out all the time. You know, they like are paroled right. out or whatever. So right. he just unlocks the door. If the court has decided that they are safe, then yeah. he follows. And self has decided that our little guy, his name for some reason is Joe, can get out and go to his CrossFit ways. How about the saint? What's the saint think about your work? Hmm. Saint's not really in the picture because the saint has just like always pretended that the the angry guy didn't exist. Um and also the angry guy was like on a different track with that Olympian. Like that was an alliance. And the saint is more aligned with the jailer. Um, I thought the saint was working so hard to, to get other people to not think that the angry part existed. The saint mm. knew. Yep, that's true. Um, right. The saint, the saint talks to the jailer. Um, but it's not like the saint has some plans to forgive the angry part. Like the angry part is so far back there. Um, and, and that's really interesting because the saints, uh, mode is forgive, forgive, forgive. And, I know. And now you've done something, you've worked with this part in a, in another way that has somehow developed a relationship without simply forgiving, right? That wasn't your, that's not what we did. Yep. And I was, and I'm just yep. curious what the saint thinks about your uh, mm. power, your competence, your skills. Earlier you were saying, well, the only difference is clarity, but I'm wondering yeah. if there's, if, if the saint and you are able to explore what really is the difference here in in the compassion in the curiosity connectivity creativity courage yeah how much is the saint really like yeah. the self the, cre the creativity and the courage are really the the saint doesn't have those um and yeah the saint feels Saint feels like this is a much better solution going forward, honestly. Like, it's just exhausting. Like, back at the, um, at the school play, 
when the saint was really up and out and talking to Alice and trying to like make her feel okay. Um, the saint's curiosity has an agenda. The saint's the compassion saint's has an agenda. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this, this other way of behaving with a little more self, a lot more self-assertion and strategy and um, creativity. Saint is not creative. She has one solution for everything, which is just to take it and forgive it. Um, but yeah, sort of like there were times I think that self was present actually at the play. Like for instance, when my daughter came off stage, the choices, like it, there was a thing of like, is she, my daughter going to hug Alice, her stepmom first or me or her dad or my husband. Um, and I just stepped forward for the first hug in a very, it felt a very natural way, not like too effortful. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, my daughter ended up hugging me, then hugging her dad, then like smiling thanks at Alice and at my husband and really like making sort of her priorities known um, in a kind of, it was just like very, very like, um, all I can think of is like balletic or athletic or something, the way it happened. Just like good hard hugs and good confidence from both my daughter and me. I felt like self was really present there. And it took like some kind of courage or creativity or something just to, to step forward for that hug. It might sound like a small thing, but I think in the past, the saint would have thought that was like too pushy or too, yeah, yeah, you know? Good. Yeah. So it's good that the, it's good that you and the saint are able to negotiate or that the saint can see you and see again, just your power, your other resources. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really surprised that the angry part was willing to go with something that wasn't violence. Like for a second there, I really did think he wouldn't be happy with anything other than like pushing someone down a flight of stairs. <laughs> like just, mm -hmm. um, you know, and even if he had been, I guess we could like send him somewhere to constantly push something downstairs. But there's all there's always yeah there's always a solution that self can come up with that right. parts can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts can't yeah, see, and they just can't imagine. I think you have another. Um, there's another person that you work with who has um, was abused by her father, and when she unburdens that child the child is able to act sort of violently and vengefully against her father and it's actually like kind of beautiful even though do you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean anything's possible inside with with self-present right. right 
Right. Right. You can give parts whatever they need. Right. Yeah, exactly. And when self's present, by definition, parts are not overwhelming. Yeah. They're not taking control. Right. It's because self isn't present that parts feel the need to take control. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Um, thank you. Thank you. I hope that you continue to develop your relationship with all of these parts and I hope that we get to work together again. Yeah, me too. Um, can I just, will you send me a link again? Yes. Yes. All right. Awesome. I just, I can't express my gratitude enough. I just, it's just a revelation. Great. Thank you very, very much. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Yvonne for your care and diligence in editing the calls, to every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts, and to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, We must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube. And they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments. And the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there and give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.